Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. John chapter 4. This has been on my heart now. Like I said, I haven't been up here on a Sunday night since uh, the end of June. And uh, this has been on my heart for the last couple months, and, and just some things that uh, the Lord's been talking to me about, and just really I can't get away from it. And um, I said a couple weeks ago we had a uh, youth service here after we had gotten back, a couple weeks after getting back from um, uh, the teenagers going to deeper youth camp. We were just, just kind of praying before the teenagers came up to, to give their testimonies and to minister the things that the Lord had put on their heart. And... Um, I said, you know, that, that the Lord has given us an invitation. If you guys remember that. And that has been said by, by many people have actually said the same thing or something similar along that lines, conveying the same idea. And, um, you know, the, the Lord, wow, what, 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 what an awesome time to be alive. And what a privilege it is to be where we are, when we are, at the time in history that we are. I don't, I don't know if you realize or, can, or we really won't all realize for what it is completely until we get to the other side and can see things. But we are alive in the greatest time that is the earth, that's ever been seen on the earth. And the things that I say tonight, you know, I want these things to open your heart up to them. And, and as if maybe you've never heard it before, that it's something new to you. Because we're not going to necessarily talk about things that are necessarily new. Uh, but there's some emphasis I believe the Lord wants us to, to look at. And and we, we, we're alive in a time where, you know, we look around and things look crazy. I mean, I don't have a better description. You look on the news and you look around and what's happening around the world, even in America, in our own neighborhoods. It just looks like things are just going crazy. Uh, yesterday, uh, Saturday afternoon, uh, late morning, I went over to the uh, High Springs uh, uh, Civic Center and the, uh, spring, the Spring Hill, the High Springs Community School. That's a flash from the past, isn't it? That's what the school used to be called like a thousand years ago when I went there. But anyway, um, High Springs Community School, they've got a football team now. And so some of our uh, teenagers are on the football team. So I just went to kind of hang out for a few minutes and, uh, and see them. And I ran into, you know, small town life. You can't go anywhere without running into people that you know. Anybody know what I'm talking about, right? So I get there and there was uh, numerous people. There wasn't that many people there, but there were numerous people I hadn't seen in a long time. And, oh, hey, Greg, and we're talking and, and one of the uh, folks there was the, a mom of somebody that I had grown up with, and, and she was just talking, and she said, Greg, she said, I, she said, you know, things around us are a mess. Now, she's a good godly woman, loves God. She's a good born-again, saved Christian woman. And, and you know, uh, she said, you know, things around us are just a mess. She said, I just can't believe what's happened in our country and just, just the mess that things are in. You know, that's, that's really the attitude that a lot of people have. Saved and unsaved is to look around and things are just a mess. And, um, you know, the enemy really wants us, truthfully, he wants to see us to see things as a mess. He wants us to see things as a mess so that we will focus on the mess and not focus on the fixer of the mess. And, you know, when there's a mess, that means there's a great opportunity for great things to be fixed. I mean, when, when things are in disarray, you've got a huge opportunity for things to be made right. And, um, you know, that we're really at a point in history where 
really the whole earth is, is, is looking for something because everybody can sense that things are kind of teetering on the edge. You know what I'm talking about. And, you know, as the church, you know, we, we need not be bothered by those things. We need not be uh, to, to really to look to run and hide from what's going on. We ought to be looking for opportunities to go out and be the light that, that the Word says that we are and that Jesus on the inside of us has made us to be. And uh, we're, we're living in exciting times. And, and uh, I tell you, the, the, the things I believe, and, I, and, and you check your own heart when I say this, I believe the next few years we will see things that, that, that we have only dreamed of seeing. Things that, that if, if you're sensitive to what God's wanting to do. Now, if you can't sense that on the inside, I encourage you to check your heart, get right with God, whatever it takes, you know, and get a hold of what's going on because great things lie ahead of us. You know, we're, Jesus is coming back very soon. I'm convinced of it. I, well, the generation has been convinced. Yeah, 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 but they were wrong. We're right. I mean, he is coming back in our lifetime. And, uh, uh, and, I, and I'm not, you know, I, I, I don't know when. I'm not going to be one of those guys that gives a time, but I believe it's going to be real soon. And, and he's going to come back. And the pastor said this morning he's come back for a glorious church, uh, a holy church, yes, but, but a restoration, a church that's been restored in things and in and, and, and character, yes. But also he talked about in, in, in the power of God and a glorious church. I mean, all of the, he, God is returning for a church that is going to be the church that he wants it to be. Not in the future, but at the time he shows up. That's what he's going to find. And, you know, I'm excited because if the church is going to be that, if it's going to be glorious, if it's going to have this characteristic to it, and I'm, and I'm determining to be a part of the church, an active member of the church, there's a difference. You can be in the church but not be a part of the church, right? And so it's, it's up to us to make sure that we're right in the middle of what God's doing. You know, I saw a bumper sticker once, Jesus is coming soon, look busy. You know, uh, a lot of people, that is, that is their expectation, look like they're doing something. It's better to be busy and accomplishing the will of God when he shows up, amen? And so we're living in great times and, and, um, and great things are happening. But, you know, if we're going to, to take a step into these things and move into these areas, you know, we're going to have to respond to some invitations that the Lord has given to us. When invitations are extended, they're extended not just to be nice. The Lord extends an invitation so that we'll respond to it. Uh, that was pretty good, Pastor Greg. You think about it, think, well, yeah, of course. But you realize when an invitation is given, the purpose of an invitation is so that we'll respond. But we have a choice as to whether or not we'll respond. Any invitation you get to a birthday party, a, a wedding, whatever... Even if it's family, you have a choice whether or not you're going to respond, right? And your choice really uh, determines whether or not how, how you, the choice you make and how you make it determines what that invitation, what it actually does in your life, what it means to you, what you experience, right? You know what I'm talking about? And so an invitation, I believe, has been given us, you know, and the Lord is wanting us to step up into some things and move into some areas that... That, you know, we have probably all experienced from time to time, but he wants us to come into a place where these things are, uh, they're our habit of lifestyle. Are you out there tonight? Uh, you know, pastor's been talking about, well, he's just moved on to a new series, but talking about revival praying. What an honor to, to, to be busy praying about the final move of God on the earth. And, and I believe our church has an assignment from God. If, if you haven't picked up on that yet, 
I'm helping you. Our church has an assignment. Our church has an assignment. If the Lord has placed you here, that means you have an assignment. You know, it really has nothing to do with your personality or, or, or your, your past or any of those things. If the Lord gives you an assignment, he knows, he knows what he's doing. And so it's just good just to say, okay, Lord, I recognize it, and I'm going to respond to that assignment. So we've been given an assignment. And what an awesome thing. But, you know, our assignment is a part of our walk with God. We have two sides to, or different sides to our walk with God. And there is a business side and there is a personal side to our walk with God. Right? There's, there's two sides of it. And both are, are vital. And our job and our assignment to pray out what God is doing in the earth today is a part of our business side as servants of God, as, as co-laborers with Christ, as ambassadors for Christ. Uh, it's a part of our assignment, and it's one that we have to take seriously. We must uh, answer that call. We must uh, step up to the plate and do what the Lord is asking us to do. But he's also, and that's an invitation and an assignment. It's an invitation assignment all in one. But he's also given us an invitation in our own personal walks with God to step into new areas and, and to, to uh, move into things and become more comfortable in areas that, um, uh, that, that, that then we are. Then we are. Um, you know, every great revival uh, has been preceded by prayer, sustained by prayer. But the atmosphere was one of miracles, but it was also an atmosphere of, of great, uh, how do you say that, just... Um, just a very real and intimate move of God at the same time. A very personal move. It wasn't, it, 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 was, it, was, it, was, it was colored by or flavored by a lot of things. A great move of God, but then also a very, a very personal move as well at the same time. And, you know, the Lord is inviting us to move into de- a deeper relationship with him, all of us individually. That is incredible. The things we have seen so far is just the beginning. The, uh, 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 the, 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 the extent of our walk with God that we have seen so far is just the beginning of, he, of what he wants to do. Amen. And, and I don't know about you, but, but my heart is stirred. We need to run towards these things. We need to run towards these things. I want to look here in John chapter 4. This scripture has been on my heart for several weeks. And uh, it was several months now, and I've talked about it a few times next door with the youth and, and just something that the Lord keeps bringing me back to. And it's interesting, um, uh, Sister Jean read this last Sunday night at the end of service. In John chapter 4, verse 23, it says, but the hour is coming and now is. Everybody say, now is. Whoo, glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God. Mm. The hour is coming and now is. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, dear Lord, help me here. Uh, (laughs) We're not waiting on anything. You're not waiting on anything. This may come out tonight more as an exhortation. I have no idea, but you're not waiting on anything. The invitation that's been extended through the word and the prompting of the spirit, it lines up with the word. You, you as in, I'm talking about us as a church, but us as individuals, we're not waiting on anything. The hour is coming, Jesus said, and now is. We're in a time of now is, things being in the present tense. 
Mm, praise God. You know, that means we don't have to, to work towards these things or, or to try to produce them on our own. The, the time is now. It now is. It's coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. I believe the Lord is calling us uh, into a place of greater intimacy with Him. Notice in the scripture it says that uh, the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for this Father is seeking such to worship Him. Before we go any further, I just want to say this, you know, that, that God, notice it says he's seeking for such, he's seeking such to worship him. He's looking for, seeking for worshipers, not so much the worship, but the worshipers. So I'm going to talk about praise and worship a little bit. And, um, uh, you know, God is, he's, this is something, what's on the heart of God? What's on the heart of God Yes, people being born again, but he's also seeking for worshipers, those who will worship him. Now, he loves our worship, and he's ministered to it by it, and it's one of the reasons why we do worship God, because he, he, and it should be our ultimate and highest reason why we, why we worship him. Can, can I just say this? Here we go. We're going to be bouncing around. Uh, we, we have a lot of times, and I'll just say this, well, there's a lot of times we get together, we have thanksgiving and praise, but there's not a lot of times we have worship. We're going to talk about a little bit about Thanksgiving, talk a little bit about praise, but real worship, that's not something that, that we experience or are involved in really as often as you think. Do you realize that worship is not a song and it's not a tempo? It's not strings on the keyboard, a certain feel. That's not what worship is. Worship is, is a product, a response of your heart. And, you know, praise, thanksgiving, praise, we'll, we'll, we'll get, to it, get to this, but, uh, you know, a lot of times we come together, we have thanksgiving and praise, and those things are good, but a lot of times we don't have a lot of worship. I believe it's because we don't understand what that is sometimes, or our hearts, our own agendas mislead us. Have you ever been in, so I'll just ask a question, cause I, and I'll tell you, I, I'll answer this for you already. I've done this before. Come into church, I know it's hard to believe, but uh, been in church Hands lifted, hands raised, and I am praising him and even in worship, worshiping God. But really, my, my, my reason for worshiping him, really what's on my mind, is not so much him as it is it, my mind is on him in, in hopes of getting something from him. Everybody been there before? You know, we lift our voice, we lift our hands, we, 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 we say the right things, but really our intention is if we, if we do this, then we'll get something. You know, we're believing God for something. It's right to thank, uh, 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 to give thanks. So go, to, go with me over to um, uh, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians, the fourth chapter. Be believing God with me now. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You know, when we are, are requesting something from the Lord, thanksgiving, praise, uh, uh, is a valid part of the equation. It's something we ought to be offering to Him. And it's right, and He's okay with that. 
Um, but you do realize we don't thank him to get something. We thank him because we've already gotten something. You realize that. You know, I've been making the, the determination. The Lord's kind of been showing this. You know, uh, the word of God, the spirit of God will reveal things even in our own, our own hearts where we're missing it. And the Lord's been helping me see areas in my own life where I've been approaching him, doing the right thing, but really my motivation isn't really what it should be. If you go back to, to uh, John chapter 4, it says that the hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, to be a true worshiper, to, real, to be a real worshiper of God, I have to worship him in spirit and in truth. Well, what does that mean, worship him in spirit? Does that mean with zeal and with, with exuberance? You know that uh, something Keith Moore said that when we were in Bible school that stuck with me all these years, he said that if you're not getting a lot out of praise and worship, there's a good chance God isn't getting much out of it either. Right? He said, if you're not getting a whole lot out of it, there's a good chance God isn't getting a whole lot out of it either. Now, I understand there are times we come together, here together in service or on our own. We ought to be praising and worshiping God on our own. Amen. We come to the Lord and, and you know, you've got symptoms in your body or things going on and, 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 and things happening. And, you know, there is a, an element of having to push past the distractions that are going on. And, and uh, you know, when you're, when you're fighting, let's, let's say something in your body and you're, you, you've, you've, you're standing God on your healing, what belongs to you and you're thanking God, you know, you might not necessarily be, be feeling real exuberant at the time, but you know, uh, you keep pushing past that. You, you push past that. But as a general rule, if, if our, our, our time with the Lord, if we're not blessed by it, there's a good chance God isn't blessed by it either. Do you realize that we're to honor him with every part of who we are? We're to love the Lord God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your, all of your what's the scripture say? All of your might and all of your strength. means every part of it, you're supposed to love the Lord your God. You're to honor him, you're to love him with every part of you. You know, one thing I'll say this, we've got to be, get better about being emotional people for God. When you're married, isn't it nice to have a, someone, your, your spouse, actually to demonstrate from their heart that they actually like being around you? Y'all pray for me. I'm hoping Amy will get that one day. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Getting lots of dirty looks today from her. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you, 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 you want that, right? You know, God wants us to actually enjoy being around him. He wants us to be excited about being around him. Now, the things I'm talking about, there's an invitation. These are real practical things. But if we will make adjustments where we need to make adjustments and get our hearts where, where really just make, just look at things a little bit different, approach God in a different way, we will move up into things we've not seen or experienced before. And uh, we're to love the Lord, Lord God with all of our heart, you know, with all of our might, all of our soul, all of our strength, everything that's, but that includes every part of your life. Can I just say this? You know, when we come together, when you're, when you're with, by yourself, thanking the Lord, praising the Lord, or even worshiping the Lord. Make sure that you are fully engaged in what's going on. I've been there before where the right words are coming out, but my mind, my, my, my heart is a million miles away. Anybody been there before? You know, we, we, we get trained. We know how we ought to do things, and it's easy to fall into the motions of what we ought to do, but really our heart's not involved. 
Sometimes, all right, listen, you can't, you, can't, you can't be praising God or worshiping God when your mind is on something other than him. You just can't. I said you just can't. You really can't give glory to God and appreciate who he is and acknowledge it and thank him and love on him if your mind is somewhere else. You just can't. And you really can't do it either if you are putting restrictions on what you look like. You know, I've told the teenagers a, a, a bunch of times, they'll tell you, that's why we've said this to them a ton this summer, I don't care what you do. We're not looking for any response. I could really care less what you do. How, how what physically, how you respond to the present, I could care less. I just wanted to come from your heart. I just want you to respond to, how I many teenagers, have I not said this a lot? Yes, Pastor Gar gave Saturday that time. I just want you to, whatever in your heart to do, that's what I want you to do. And, and I'll be happy with that. More importantly, God will be happy with that. But, you know, it's easy to come together in, in distractions. Uh, Steve and I were talking. He, he said it this way. I don't know where you heard this from. Maybe he just made it up. But pushing past the veil of the flesh, right, that, that tries to just hold us in, the ch- in check, right? And we, we've got to get good at getting past that. Listen, when things are going on, go with me over to, um, oh, praise God. <laughs> I'm gonna go over go over to Hebrews chapter thirteen. Is this all right tonight? Yeah. Hebrews the thirteenth chapter. Praise God, Lord, I love you. Now, just take a, a side step here. You know, Mark was talking about the the girl that went out and. You know, him loving the, the, the name encounters with God. Aren't you glad Pastor Angela hears from the Holy Ghost? And I don't say that jokingly, but thank God for that. You know, having encounters with God is not weird. And I say that because, you know, okay, Lord, don't get me in trouble. All right, don't get myself in trouble. We're word of faith people. Do you know word of faith people sometimes get, get weirded out by things like that in an encounter with God? You do, do you realize that? How are you looking at me kind of, huh? You, you know, we love, we, we're, word, we're word people. And the word of God, you know, Adam and Eve didn't have a Bible with them in, in the garden. They walked with God every day. The word was given for our benefit for people who had lost their way, who didn't even know what to do. Now, I'm not diminishing the word of God. Obviously, I love the word. Thank God for the word. We, we, the, the word is our safety net. It's the thing that keeps us from getting weird. It keeps what keeps us from getting off track and getting in places we ought not be. The word, the word is awesome, and it is vital. Listen, you... If you're not a person who loves the Word of God and is serious about being grounded in the Word, then none of this, then none of this is available to you. None of this is available to you. You're not in a position to have an encounter with God if you don't love God's Word. You're not in a position. Why? Because, because listen, the Lord loves you. God loves you. He's not going to allow you to venture out into something unprepared and ill-equipped 
to recognize and to know what's right and what isn't right. But, but there has been some that out of fear of being wrong, they haven't moved forward at all into the encounters with God and only stuck with the written page but not been open to anything else. Listen, we need to be open to him but stay on track with God's word. It is a light to our path. What does that mean? The word of God is there to light our way. It means if there's something we ought not step in or something we need to move around, the word is there to tell us and to show us where to move and where to go. We're not to worship the, the light. Now people are get, what? what are you talking about? We ought to love the word, but it, 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 is, it is part of the equation. It's part of the equation. And its purpose is here, the purpose that the word was given, that's why people aren't adding things to it because there's nothing that's needed to be added to it. It's perfect. And it is all the light that we need. You turn that light out, you quit looking at the light, you start paying attention to something, you will bump into things you ought not bump into. You will get off course if you don't do that. If you try to move forward in the dark, you will bump into things and it will wreck your life, not in a good way. Remember several years ago, I, you know, Pastor and Pastor Angel were out of town, and I was up here on a Sunday, Saturday night studying, you know, and I had been up and down these hallways for years, and the lights were out, and somebody pulled up here. You guys, any of y'all remember this? Somebody pulled up here, and we're doing something they ought not do, and so I wanted to see what their tag was, what kind of car it was, because we knew people had been coming up here, and so the lights were out, so I took off down that hallway. See, here's the danger. This is why the word is so important. Just, you have to walk in the light that you have, not the light you had. See, the word is important. You got to keep the word alive on the inside of you. Just knowing it in the past isn't good enough. I knew what that hallway looked like. I knew what it looked like. I, can, I, can, I could describe it to you to a T. Been down at many, 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 many times. But in a time of pressure... When something was a little different than what it ought to be, because I thought I knew what it said, I didn't use the light. I ran into a door frame, and I have a, a scar on my forehead to this day. It, I felt embarrassed that I had to get up that Sunday morning and preach. I looked like a fool. I had, you know, surgical glue all over my head, you know. It was, it was crazy. People out there thinking, oh, dear Lord, I don't know, what are we going to do? Trust me, I felt worse. But how, how often do we do that as believers? Listen, the Lord, it's not that he doesn't want you to go down that hallway. He just wants you to go down the hallway with the lights on. The hallway was put there so that you can walk down it. That is good. There are things that the Lord has put in front of us and the purpose is for us to go down those roads and into those places and into those new experiences and new rooms in the Spirit. They're there for us to go into, but we got to go in. We're only going to get into it with the Word and the direction of the Holy Ghost. Because as much as you think you know about the Word, there are some things you don't know about the Word. There are things I don't know about the Word. I didn't write it. Neither did you. But the Holy Spirit that inspired these things, that, 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 that inspired these things for our benefit, he's your guide and he's your teacher. He is the revealer of truth. So I love the word. You've got to love the word. 
But let's 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 use the word. People say, you know, use the word. Yeah, we're there to we're here to use it. I mean, you have a light. If you go out and buy a flashlight, you buy the flashlight so you can what? Use it. Not just sit in your room and turn on, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off. Isn't that cool? I got a light. That would be that would be weird. Would it not? What? Kids do that. That's great though. But as you mature, you change. You can still. I still. You know. I. I every Father's Day. Amy's laughing. She knew I was going to say this. Every Father's Day. This year is the first year in all of the years I've been a dad and gotten Father's Day presents. Because the, the reason why it didn't happen this year is because I bought my own Father's Day present. <laughs> da, da, da. I was tired of getting the same gift every year. But anyway, no, I wasn't. No, I love my gifts. Y'all, I'm going to get in trouble. Kids, I love what you gave me. But every year they give me flashlights. Special flashlights. I got so many flashlights in my house. I got lantern lights and I got LED lights and I got this kind. Of, I, I mean, I got camping lights. I mean, I don't even go camping in that much. I got camp. I got all kinds of stuff. I got all kinds of lights. And the kids know I like lights. I do. I like laser lights. You know, I, I'm that annoying guy. Shoot it across the neighborhood. You know, I used to shoot them in Travis and Callie's windows. You know, those real bright green that you can see them five miles away. Trying to like, eh, trying to annoy them. Yeah, I'm, I'm that guy. I'm that neighbor. So I enjoy playing with the lights, but I don't just enjoy playing with the lights and reveling in the fact that I have a light. I also enjoy using that light. You know, you guys blessed me and I got that Jeep. I'm going to put some big old lights on that thing. I do, I do like lights, don't I? I'm going to put some big old crazy lights on that. Father's Day. Yes, yes. All right. I'm, I'm going to put some giant lights on those things. We, we've heard from the Lord, y'all. Woo! Glory. All right, we, we've heard from God. I, I knew we were going to get something good tonight. Thank you, Holy Ghost. All right. I'm, I'm going to put, some, you know, those, you've seen them Jeeps out there have the crazy lights on them. And, and, and I mean, it's like Jesus is coming back right now when they're on. I'm going to have me one of some of them lights. Don't do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get behind you and turn them on. That's right. I'm going to all driving crazy. How many of you know it's okay that we have fun in church? We have these lights so that we can use them. When, I, when the, the title of Encounters with God, you, you read the word. These things were given, the, the, these stories were given for examples to us. Why? Just so we can think how great it was that this happened and that happened? It's, no, it's, it's to stir our faith and the, our, our thinking to begin to think beyond what the way people think. His ways are higher than our ways. I mean, our ways are foolishness. They're, they're just, they're kid stuff. His ways are so much higher than our ways. His thoughts are so much higher. I mean, as far as, as the heavens are above the earth, that's pretty far. Right? How far, how far above us is space? Anybody know how many miles is it? When you get into actual space, what's that? Many, 20 miles up. That's a long ways above us. As far as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways above God's ways. It's so high that, I mean, we we can't get up there on our own accord. I mean, we build, build a rocket. You can get into it. 
but just daily life. I mean, you know, we, we, we can't get into these things. Well, you know, getting into God's ways of things, we got to begin to see things the way he sees things. And it's an invitation to experience those things. I'm convinced the thousand years, you and I are going to be doing some really, really cool stuff. We're going to be experiencing all kinds of great stuff, and the, and the Lord's going to teach us many things while we're in heaven, while the millennium is going on, or the, the rapture, or the, the tribulation is going on here, down here. We're going to be learning all kinds of stuff. Why? Because we're going to rule and reign along with Him. It means we got to start functioning like Him. But we can start our training now. We can start our training now. Encounters with God. He wants us to have encounters. It's not weird. It's not weird. It only gets weird when you do it outside of the word and you start doing it, look at me. Listen, if something produces a look at me, then you, you're in trouble. It all should point to his goodness. It all ought to beckon people to love on Jesus a little bit more. Right? I don't even know how I got off on that. Listen, love God's word, but don't get stuck there. We never grow beyond it. In fact, we won't grow without it. But if you use it and are a doer of what it says, you will grow and you will have encounters with God. You'll have encounters. You will have them, a lifestyle of encounters. Woo, glory. I mean, Mark said that girl, you know, he, listen to her. He said, what an honor to be somebody that I can, I can, I can, I can just demonstrate the presence of God. And, and, and first, I, we're, are, are we not, does not the word say that we are the light of the world? Yeah, we're, we are. Who is the light? We're the light. We're the light. Is it wrong to think of yourself? What does a light do? It shines. Do you realize you're called to shine? Last year's thing was, was shine. Well, the ladies are just rolling. We're catching up with them, guys. Last year, it was shine. You're called, well, Pastor Greg, well, well, let's, let's be. No, the Bible said you are called. You are the light of the world. You're the light of the world. Jesus is not the light of the world. You are the light of the world. He's the light of men. He's where we get our light from. If you have something that glows in the dark, what do you do to that thing? You put it next to the light so it can be the light it was supposed to be. Right? Right? Mark, you know, being in the light, this girl was being the light. He said he was just blown, just blown up by that, I, I, you know, to demonstrate God and, and, to, and to put him on display. How do you do that? What, what, what I'm talking about, what I'm going to talk about when I eventually ever get there. I, I'm just wanting to encourage you some just to just think outside the box a little bit. And it's okay. It's okay to think outside the box. Listen, the church needs to get out of the box that we were never intended to be in. Mm. Wow. Praise God. What, how long have I been up here? It's been a while. I'm not even going to get to what I was supposed to even wanting to talk about. Dear Lord. Uh, mm. Verse 
Where did I tell you to go? Hebrews chapter 13. Is that where I said? Yeah. Praise God. We've been given an invitation. Amen. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 13 says, therefore, verse 15, Hebrews 13, verse 15. Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You know, I was talking earlier that, that when, when it is right, we read in the, the prior verse that, um, that we're to offer thanksgiving. And, you know, we've got to push past the veil of the flesh. This will help us. Even just this right here will help us tonight. We come together. Now, I'm not being critical. You guys understand because I've been here. I've noticed that, that a lot of times we come together. Listen, why this is important, because if we do this when we're together, you just know what people are doing on their own. There, there is, a, there is, a, there is an, just a special grace or anointing that's upon us when we're together as a body in these areas to, to honor God, to worship God, to glory. There's just, there's, just, there's just grace there. You know, what does the Bible say that iron does to iron? It sharpens. When we're together, we're here to sharpen one another and, and to help each other. We, we're to, we're, thank God for a good, a good church body. I mean, we are to encourage one another. And, you know, how we live our lives and even how we praise God uh, and how we, in praise and worship, come into the presence of God, how we do that, it encourages and sharpens and strengthens those around us. Right? So I'm not being critical. But it's something we need to learn. If we're going to accept an invitation to move up higher into some things, you know, when we're together, I, I've seen this happen. I stand in the back a lot of times. I'm helping with the sound guys, and then I come on up. But uh, uh, really, I'm not probably helping so much anymore, but they, they've passed me up. But anyway, um, you know, I, I see this, people that were in worship, but I can tell their, 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 their hearts are somewhere else. And you're, they're just missing out. And I, and I someone who... Not bragging, but I've experienced the presence of God and, and the joy that it is to, to worship Him and to praise Him. I feel bad for people. I feel bad because they're missing out on, on just such wonderful things. Uh, you realize that praise, worship, the, that part of the service is not a means to an end. It is the end. I mean, it, 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 is, the, it is a destination in and of itself. It's not just something we do to get ready for the teaching of the Word. Remember, I love the Word. You guys understand what I'm saying? I love the Word of God. I feel like i got to keep saying that because people then think that I don't love the Word. No, I love the Word. I just I also love everything God has. But, you know, if we get fixated on one thing, we'll miss out on, the, miss out on something else, and we're half or a part of who we ought to be. And then we're just not as effective as we could be. I see people come in and, and you know, they're, le learn to discipline yourself. I don't know how else to say it, to push past distractions. It says here to bring the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to, to, to his name. Thanksgiving and praise is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. We all have things, distractions, things that we're dealing with, things that we're thinking about, right? With things that we're believing God for. And, and, and I just want to say this, it's right to approach God, make your request be made known by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. That's appropriate. We ought to thank him for those things with the, 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 the answer to our request in mind. We ought to thank him for that. But it shouldn't always be the focus of our thanksgiving and praise is something that we're asking for. 
I've been guilty myself where my thanksgiving and praise always had a, had a slight ulterior motive attached to it. It's good for us to learn when we come in together or even on your own. I've been doing this by myself. It's been wonderful. Just make a point that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to praise you. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna thank him, not with anything that I'm believing God for, but just him because I love him. Right? And when something else tries to get my attention, nope, 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 this is, this is where I'm at. See, a lot of times if we don't make this distinct, it may seem like a small thing. You say, well, I do that, but examine your life. I had to examine my life. The Lord's like pointing these things out. I can do that, but, but a lot of times I don't do it. I let little things, well, I just really don't feel like praising God right now. And so I go through the motions, but I don't push, or go through the, the motions of it, but I don't push through that to really locate my heart, and it's powerless. Right? It doesn't it didn't have the, the, the effect that it ought to have. It is a sacrifice to come before God and to thank Him for who He is, thank Him for what He's done, praise Him for who He is, with no ulterior motive, nothing else attached to it. It is a sacrifice to do that. It, you have to discipline your body. You have to discipline your mind. Right? The Scripture in John said that true worshipers will worship Him in spirit and in truth. In spirit is with your heart by the direction of the Holy Ghost. You know, the Holy Ghost, God is so good, He even gave His help to learn how to do this and to do it the right way. Ooh, thank God for the Holy Ghost, right? I mean, He's our guide. He's, our, he's everything as far as instruction for us, right? And so He's there to, to do that. In, the Spirit helps us, but in truth, that just means with nothing hidden. No ulterior motives. N nothing hidden, no ulterior motives. Even when you don't feel like it, you do it anyway because it's not about you, it's about Him. It's about who He is. It's about what He's done for you in the past. It's about, and, and you can thank, that's why you can thank God for things you're asking for. But remember, you're not thanking. If you get into the place where I'm, you're thanking, if I thank him enough or praise him enough, I'll get it, then you're not in faith. Right? We thank him and we praise him because what he's done. Do you realize what he's done is not just the things that are manifested. It's the things you've asked for that you necessarily don't have in your hands. He's still done them. He is the beginning and the end all at the same time. He has done those things. It's just a, little adjustments, little adjustments. We're talking about having encounters with God, experiencing God, you know, accepting an invitation to move up into things maybe we've not done before. I, I'll stop. We won't even get into worship. I'll, I'll just look, stop here, I guess, because it's 749. But uh, I told Steve that I was going to cut praise and worship a little bit short because we'd come back at the end, but I didn't get very far. So, um, uh, we, we have an invitation to, to, to move up in some things, in some areas. You know, let, let's, let's make it, if you can do this with me, let's make it our determination and our, our, the motivation of our life that, that in all things we'll bring glory to God, even when we're together. Listen, I know you don't like all the songs. I don't like them either. And I say that, but, but, but we aren't, this, is re, this, is, this is real world, isn't it? I don't like this, you don't like that, we don't like this. We're all in those things. 
you know, I, I've, I've been to enough churches that do things differently that, that I've learned this, that if my heart is right, I can praise God no matter where I am. Right? I mean, God's big enough and has done enough for me and is just cool enough that no matter where I am, I can worship God. Pastor and I and Steve, we were in, uh, at, in South Bend the end of last year. When was that? November of last year. And we went to the Basilica of the, or whatever it was, the, the big famous, you know, cathedral on Notre Dame. Beautiful place. And, and we walked in, you know, and, and um, uh, you know, you're looking around and they're, they're going through all the, all the things that they do. And, and um, what's that? They're having mass. And so we kind of walked in and uh, at during the portion of it, sat in the back, and, and you know, you, uh, we don't want to be critical, you know, there's a lot of good churches out there, not just ours, but we're in a good one, <laughs> you need to be where God tells you to be, right, but you know, we're there, and I, my, the, the, my immediate thought we walked in was, what in the world, what are they doing, you ever been there before, even in your own church, you can walk in and think, what is brother Steve wearing, What in the world song are they singing? Right? Has anybody been there but me? What did she say? Oh, she was with me too. All right. And little things can distract us. You know, we sat there for a few minutes and the Lord, not a big deal, just kind of got my attention. And it's like, do you think I'm not here? Just because maybe they weren't walking in the light that we're walking in. right? Maybe things aren't done just the way we would do it. It just takes just that fast. You could acknowledge him and experience the presence of God just that fast. Listen, we don't have all of those things to be a distraction to us, but even saying that, nothing's perfect. Anytime people are involved, it's never going to be perfect, right? I mean, praise and worship is never going to be perfect. The message will never be perfect. As good as pastor is, it'll never be perfect. It sure ain't when I'm doing it. It's never perfect, but looking past those things at what's really important, who God is. Listen, if you can't look past things like that, then you need to get your heart right with God. I don't know how else to say it. You guys realize I'm not trying to be critical. I'm not thinking of anybody in mind or, 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 or person. You understand that. And I'll tell you, I've been there myself. I've been there many times. But I'm endeavoring to never be there again. Right? You know, as a, as a pastor, as a minister, about to preach, you can be distracted and not acknowledge God. I mean, tonight, like, Lord, I've got to get up here and talk, and i got a bunch of things written down. I don't know what I'm going to do. I had to stop myself and say, you know what? I, I, hold on a second. What's, what's more important? I'm just going to honor him, not because if I, if I worship him, I'll get things settled. See how we try to do things? It says in spirit, with your heart, but in truth, nothing hidden. Not with any ulterior motives, just because you love him. Right? And, and I tell you, if this is something just here, just that alone, if this is something that we'll learn as a congregation, we will take a step up in our corporate praise with one another. In our, the presence of God being manifest when we're together. Things will, it will take a step up. We'll take a step up, and it'll help you in your personal life as well. 
going back to Mark, you know, that girl was talking, you know, and, and he just said, what, how awesome that she can demonstrate. She had an encounter with God and she can be that encounter with somebody else. That's how we get there. That's how we get there is by getting comfortable, uh, getting into the presence of God ourselves and experiencing it. What, 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 who, you become whoever, like whoever you hang out with. Not who you hang around necessarily, but who you're hanging with. There's a, you realize there's a difference. You can be hanging around somebody, but kind of off in the distance, and they don't really affect you. But if you're right there with them, they're going to change you. We can be around the things of God and not really be changed. Not being The Bible says we're to be changed from glory to glory, right? We can be around the things of God, not be changed. In fact, go the other direction where we have head knowledge but not really experiencing the, the goodness of God and become bitter Christians. Right? Because there's nothing more frustrating when you're not experiencing God, but you know you should be. Right? And that's frustrating. So we can be around things but not be changed by Him, but if you get in here with Him, He'll affect you. Let's make the determination. We do a great job. I'm not saying this because we do bad. You know, I believe our church is wonderful. We have a great church. People come visit here. They often say, you know, I come in. I just experienced the presence of God. I, I, it was amazing. Do you realize most places that doesn't happen? Not being critical and not being prideful either. That doesn't happen most places. It, it doesn't happen most places. We hear that all the time. I mean, you know, they come in and you could just sense. I had one lady that we invited tell, told us it was just too much Holy Ghost. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. But anyway. Experience the presence of God. We've had teenagers come in next door and, and just, they don't know what it is, but experience the presence. There's a draw there. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, an, it's, it's, an, it's something that people want. They want that. It's good. Why? Because we were designed for that, right? We were made for that. So we can get good at, 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 at we, we are good at that, but we can get better. I said we can get better. It'll make the teaching better. It'll make the ministry better. It'll make every part of it better. It'll have us as a group take a step up into some things. You read the accounts of Azusa Street and different things that went on. I think, well, dear Lord, you know, how did that happen? They prayed. But do you realize that praise and worship, thanksgiving, that is also a form of prayer? And in fact, it's the highest form of prayer. Monday nights are important for us. It's an assignment that we pray. For what God, for the for the, what God's doing, it's an assignment. But truthfully, above that, our own personal walk with God and, and 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 praising Him is the highest form of prayer we can offer. And we can do that every time we come we come together. We can create such an atmosphere that that if we'll get good at this, when people come in. They'll just, I mean, you don't have to have, Brother Hagin used to talk about people would come in, sinners would come in, they just find themselves at the front, didn't even know how they got there. How did, well, how did that happen? Because they were good at getting into the presence of God. They were good at that. They learned to, to push past the veil of the flesh. Distractions, attitudes, offenses. Oh, you said that word, yeah. Things that annoy us. We all going to annoy each other. Right? I mean, we're people. But we've got a, a great big God. And if we'll put our attention on him, I tell you what, we will see, I'm, I'm telling you, we will see things that we have never seen before in our services and in your life. 
We're praying these things out. Praying them out is important, but participating with them and jumping in the middle of them is just as important. Just pray, 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 and never participate. We have an opportunity to participate. And sometimes it's a sacrifice. You know, when I've, been, I've watched a, le- a little bit here and there of Catherine Kuhlman, her getting up to minister. Have you ever seen any Catherine Kuhlman videos? She was a strange lady. She was a little different. There's a particular video of her on the campus of ORU that just sticks out in my mind. Her on the campus at ORU, and she was there to teach or talk to the students. And before she got up and said anything, she just took a minute just to, just to praise God in her Catherine Kuhlman way. You know, she's real dramatic in the long, flowy dresses, and she said things in, in unique ways. But I tell you what, that woman knew how to get into the presence of God. She wasn't doing that to get a message. She was doing that because she just loved Jesus. And you could tell, just watch that video, your heart is just drawn into just loving on him. I mean, I'm, years later, it was back in the 70s, this video was shot. It's on, go, to, go and look on YouTube. I don't think I've even watched the whole message, but just, I don't think I've even seen it. I was just blown away by the beginning of it. Her just worshiping Jesus and talking to Jesus like Jesus is standing right there. You know, we ought to talk to him like he's standing right there because he is standing right here. (laughs) Well, that's weird. No, it's weird not. It's weird to ignore somebody who's right in front of you. That's weird. But I don't feel good. It's It's weird to not acknowledge Jesus the great physician right next to you when you don't feel good. Well, I'm offended at somebody. It's weird to not acknowledge him when the, the, the forgiver of all offenses is standing next to you. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, what are we doing? Listening to Catherine Kuhlman, watching her. I mean, she just get up and she just, oh, oh Jesus, you, you ought to watch it. Just awesome. Like I said, I didn't even listen to her message. I don't think I've even listened to the message the whole way through. I kept going back and watching the beginning again. I've got to watch that again. And, and why, it was just drawing me in. And I find myself just, Dad, Father, Brother Jesus, Big Brother. I, whew. How did, was that just a show or something God did special in that meeting? No, that was her lifestyle. That's who she was. And even though she had a message to teach other things to do, she had a heart for God and she was comfortable getting into the presence of God that fast. Making a sacrifice of praise. Locating your heart that quick. And and you watch it for yourself. If it doesn't suck you in, there's something wrong with you. Right? I mean, I just, I found myself just joining with her. Oh, Jesus, what, what am I doing? Right? Well, praise God. God is good, amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, it's 8 o'clock. I think I've talked for an hour. Let's all stand. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let's have the band come up. Praise God. You know, this, this whole thing may be new, and maybe the Lord's dealing with you to make some adjustments in these areas and, and to you know, evaluate your own heart. Listen, you don't have to have everything together. Just have to... Just have, you realize we, none of us have everything to, all figured out and all of our problems worked out, right? None of us do. That's okay. If you'll learn to, to, 
to, to, I say it like this, locate your heart. I don't know how else to say it, but to locate your heart and just be real with God and just approach Him. You know, He'll work those things out for you. You'll find those things that get worked out and you didn't even know it happened. It just happened. He just took care of stuff. I mean, that's the way this was designed to work, right? I mean, sometimes we have to make decisions, yes. we have, And you will always be faced with decisions. I don't want to make anybody think it's beyond your control or your, your participation. You will always have to choose life and not choose death. In any area of your life, you'll always have to choose one or the other. You always have to make a choice. You have to always make a choice. I'll say it again. You always have to make a choice. But if you just choose life, he didn't say choose all of the right answers. He says just choose life. Just choose life. Just choose life. If you if you if you get in the habit of just choosing him, when we're together, you'll find when you're by yourself, it's easy to choose him. When distractions, when the enemy comes, when whatever it is, and you begin to get in a place where you begin to experience God for yourself. This ought not be something that is for heaven. It's for you today. It's for us. And I believe as a congregation, if we've done a good job in the past, but I believe if we'll be more diligent and just all of us, make sure that we're, we're, we're like I said, we don't, we don't praise him to get something, but at the same time, we can't help but to actually praise him and not get something out of it. You just can't help. He's just that good, right? But if we'll just make it our heart just to really go after him and we're together, we'll have better messages. You know, really, the messages can't get any better. The Holy Ghost can just get more real in making them alive to us. I mean, you know, we've got great messages. But imagine us getting a place where God's just moving amongst us and the Holy Ghost is, is talking in all of our ears and we're here. I mean, I mean, life is just far better. Life is just far better. Amen? Let's just take a few minutes. Just lift our hands. It's Miracle Night. We'll pray for folks in just a second. But let's just honor Him. Father, we love you. <laughs> Lord Jesus, we praise you, we magnify you, we bless you tonight. Glory, 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 glory be to God. Let me stop for a second. Let me just say this, you know, you're to love the Lord God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength. Am I, am I missing something up there? No, okay. It means every part of you. Don't, don't, don't allow yourself to go into just mode where you just say things. Think about what you're saying. Think about the expressions that you're, search your heart, express those things. I mean, start on the basics. If you don't know what else to do is, Lord Jesus, I love you. If you're born again, you can honestly say that to God because the love of God has been, has been, already has been shed abroad in our heart. And, and that's not just for one another, that's for him. And so you can just start there, but don't just do a glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. And I'm not, you understand, I'm not making fun. But I've been there before where I'm saying the right things, but my heart's not engaged, right? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not using my mind even to think about what he's done and to put myself, my, my heart, my emotions, all every part of me behind it. You understand what I'm saying? I almost fell over there. Uh, it wasn't because of the glory. It's because I tripped. But anyway, use every part of you. Don't just get in the mode of just this is what I'm supposed to do. But you're, if you're, you, can, you can, don't just fall on praying in other tongues either. You praise well when you do that, but think about what you're saying. Think about the praise that you're offering Him, right? Say what's real to you. Does that help? Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Lord Jesus, we love you. Holy Spirit, we love you. We honor you. 
Father, we thank you for all you're doing. We thank you for all you've done. Hallelujah. Everybody, just out of your own heart, forget about the person next to you because you're talking to God right now. Hallelujah. We honor you. We magnify you. I honor you, Lord Jesus. I honor you, Father. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord Jesus. I love you, Father. Your faithfulness knows no end. Your goodness knows no end. Your mercy knows no end. Your kindness knows no end. You're just incredible, and I love you. I love you tonight. I'm so thankful for the opportunity to come into your presence. I'm so thankful. Hallelujah. I'm so grateful for your goodness. I'm so thankful for your hand upon my life. Father, I'm thankful for you guiding and leading me all of these years. I thank you for that. I thank you that that you've been patient with me. You've been patient. You've not given up on me when I've just not paid attention. You've not done that. You've, you've, you've labored with me and you've bored, just, just been patient with me. Father, I thank you for that. I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you've provided so much. Lord, I look ahead and just think of life with you and I am just can't wait to experience all of it. Great things lie ahead, Father. Great things lie ahead, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you for that tonight. Lord, help us. Help us, Father, to, to learn these things as a group. Lord, to, to as, a, as a body so that we can, we can honor you first and foremost in a way that would be pleasing to you. But at the same time, honor you in a way so that we can be a light, be the light that you've called us to be, to shine as bright as you've called us to shine. Hallelujah, Father. We love you. 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 We love you, Father. We thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your goodness, God. Hallelujah. I thank you for your goodness. Each of our lives. Hallelujah. I thank you for your goodness on each of our lives here tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you. 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 Hallelujah, Father. We love you. Thank you for your word. 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 I thank you for your word. Father, help it to be uh, just grace upon us to see what we need to see. Hallelujah. To see the things we need to see. Holy Spirit, we invite you to challenge us, to expose things in our lives, reveal things to us we need to see. Hallelujah. And to gently call us up higher. We thank you for it. We thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. Praise God. You know, years ago, these are some things that the Lord's dealing with me again to, 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 on, on some areas is to go a little further, to, to step up in some things. But some of these basics are some things that I learned a long time ago here, teaching here, and to put them into practice. I tell you what, if you'll do this for yourself, it'll change your life. It'll just change your life. Absolutely change your life. If you get comfortable getting before God, get comfortable at, at, at pushing past distractions and just getting your attention, it, it'll, it will so enrich your life. But it'll also just bring great glory to God. He will be so blessed by it and so ministered to by it. And it's really hard for people, I think, sometimes even understand, okay, he'll be ministered to by it. But once you experience what it's like to be in a relationship or in, or, or in a point of fellowship with him where he's being ministered to, when you understand what that's like, I mean, it, once you get a taste of that, you never, you never want to, I mean, that, that's what you want, right? But we have to discipline ourselves to keep going after it, amen? Praise God. Well, God's good, amen? Hallelujah. Do you love him tonight? Hallelujah. Father, we love you. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.